Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. Let's do it. Let's hear from you at 317-684-8444. It is time for your voicemails with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Okay, lots to get to today. Remember yesterday we did that story about Mike Pence totally uh, wimping out on going on Buck Sexton and Clay Travis's radio show. Mm -hmm, Because he had a bad cell signal. Yes. So Clay Travis, the (laughs) outkick, the coverage guy, the guy who took over for Rush Limbaugh along with Buck Sexton, they do a show together that's on all these radio stations Rush used to be on. Uh, They invited Mike Pence on their show and Clay Travis has had run-ins with Mike Pence before because, well, Mike Pence is a big, fat fraud and a phony, and Clay Travis isn't having any of his bull crap. And the way it works in Pence orbit is if you kiss Pence's ass and go along with his little scam and schemes, then oh, you're you're great. You're the best. You're wonderful. Yeah, we'll come on with you. Oh, you're going to actually ask us hard questions? Oh, no, we can't have any no, of thanks. that. So his excuse, the lame-ass weak sauce excuse was uh, I'd love to come on this week, but uh, I'm not going to have any cell phone reception. Mm-hmm. We're led to believe that Mike Pence is going to go an entire week without 10 minutes of cell phone reception necessary to make a single solitary phone call? I believe that Mike Pence is in Iowa again today, <laughs> and I didn't know that they didn't have cell phones in Iowa. Oh, that's, that's it's news. just so pathetic, but it's so Mike Pence, and somebody called about that. Hey, Rob, it's the old trucker John reporting in. Where are people, like, I mean, I know like, he's not fairly holding on if he is at all, but where is the rest of the country, you know, still old hope for Mike Pence going to realize this dude is a joke? And I mean, for example, I am now currently driving in an area of the country where the only thing that's here are a couple of trees and some hills and mountains, no civilization whatsoever, and I'm assuming I've got good enough signal for you to hear me. So you're telling me the former vice president of the United States can't get a uh, one of those little cell phone adapters that ups the uh, ups the voltage or ups the signal? Uh, I know I'm speaking in the choir here, but come on. I'm over the road. I'm in the middle of nowhere. You can hear me. <laughs> we can. Calling on your jitterbug. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's pathetic, isn't it, Casey? It is. I mean, that's ridiculous. Somebody tagged us in a uh, Twitter post oh. that uh, a listener for WIBC is saying that they're leaving Indianapolis to go visit some friends in Iowa. Yes. And of course, Mike Pence is showing up in the same small town, and that's today. Mm-hmm. He said he's going to ask if Mike Pence is planning <laughs> to take over middays on WIBC in a few months. Oh, we don't want that. Oh, we all remember. No. We all remember Mike Pence's boring radio and terrible ratings, and we don't want any part of that. WIBC has long since moved on from those days. Uh, All right. So yesterday we talked about how it was uh, another, it's been just a very, and Casey, this pains me. 
it's been a very rough week for silent Suzanne Crouch. Mm. Uh, she's got Brad Chambers in the race, mm-hmm. uh, Holcomb Hupfer Incorporated, and their little merry band of Oompa Loompas throwing their really full weight <laughs> behind uh, the Brad, Brad Chambers, Chambers, professional errand boy Brad Chambers, mm-hmm. and uh, you know leaving old Silent out in the cold after all the silence from all the stuff that Holcomb did and all the money she gave Holcomb, and boy, that's just got a sting. And then you know she came out with this ridiculous axe the tax thing where yep. she said, I'm going to eliminate the income tax. Well, okay, ma'am, how do you plan to do that? The Suzanne Crouch shell game. Yes, and uh, so nobody really warming up to that because nobody believes she's actually going to cut money from the budget. So thus, if you don't cut the budget, then you can't do the income tax. So look, I mean, it, her campaign is basically over and she's in a death spiral mode. And, you know, I just hate seeing people get their comeuppance, but she's getting her comeuppance. And hopefully we'll be able to move off of her pretty quick and on to professional errand boy Brad Chambers and we'll take care of him and then we'll We'll, we'll all go about our merry way and mm-hmm. hopefully get an actual conservative to run the state. Uh, somebody did call about uh, with a, a, a concern about the silent Suzanne's campaign being in trouble. Hey, guys. Uh, I have a question slash nightmare scenario for Rob. Uh, I listened to you guys talk yesterday and uh, today's interview with uh, Jim Merritt, and you keep mentioning how silent Suzanne and Aaron boy Brad Chambers are going to split the establishment <laughs> vote. So here's my nightmare scenario slash question for Rob. Uh, what if, since you said, Rob, that her campaign is in a downward spiral or death spiral, what if they come to her and, like, Eric Holcomb and all those guys come to her and say, look, your campaign's doomed. There's no way you're going to win. You're actually splitting votes with Brad. Um, and, you know, it, there's a strong possibility Curtis Hill gets in there. We absolutely don't want him. Mike or Mike Braun, we don't really want him either, but definitely not Curtis Hill. So why don't you drop out? You don't have to endorse anyone. Just drop out, and, you know, probably most of your potential voters will go towards Bradley. Um, and then in that nightmare scenario, Rob, uh, they wouldn't split the vote because it would just all go to Brad Chambers, and then he could win with – I don't know, 35% of the vote, 40% of the vote. Um, so do you think that will happen? Do you think, Or do you think she's narcissistic enough to where she's like, no, I will never drop out. I'm going to see this to the end. Okay. Uh, well, first of all, and, and look, normally I would say no way, no how. Somebody's going to get out when they've raised the amount of money. Yeah. Um, you know, she, Silent Suzanne's got a lot of rich people who have given her a lot of money, and they've got reasons for doing that. And, and she has a lot of endorsements, oh, too. Oh, yes, a lot of county officials. Mm-hmm. Now, if for, so normally I would say, given the who Suzanne Crouch is, no way, absolutely not. However, as has been proven by the past seven years, Suzanne, old Silent Suzanne, and I don't know if fetish is the right word. I don't know what we would use to describe this, but she has some weird thing where she needs to be subservient to male politicians in a position of authority. Mm. And if that's not true, and if somebody wants to be mad about me saying that, then how else do you explain someone who is now running on how conservative they're going to be, being completely silent the past seven years, as Holcomb has done all these super liberal left things, whether it's meeting with domestic, uh, domestic terrorists or the lockdowns or the tax increases, if indeed silent Suzanne is conservative, as she says, then she must have some weird thing where she gets really excited about being totally quiet and subservient to male politicians. So if that's the case, maybe she will. 
Maybe she will totally do whatever Eric tells her to do. I mean, she's been doing it for the past seven years. Mm-hmm. So why would it be any different now? Boy, that that's a really great question. How sub- she could go from silent Suzanne to subservient Suzanne. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, it just kind of moves. <laughs> great, doesn't it, Casey? Yeah. I mean, seriously, though, other than, what would you call her? Mm-hmm. For if, if, because now she's coming and saying, oh, I'm so conservative and I'm going to cut income taxes and I'm going to this and I'm going to that and I'm going to cut government. Well, why haven't you said anything? Yeah, because she felt like she didn't have the authority to before. Yeah, boy. Yeah. So who knows? I guess it's totally up in the air. Suzanne is great at following marching orders. She's great at being uh, very silent and subservient to Eric Holcomb. So I guess whatever uh, high tax tells her to do, maybe she'll do it. I don't know. Possibly. I, I, I don't see him saying that, though. Uh, hey. And and if he, even if he did, why would she listen? Well, we've just got to figure out whether or not it would serve Hoosiers well, Casey. Oh, there you and go. We'll just work. Okay. <laughs> work <from there. laughs> uh, remember yesterday, we did the story about the sperm donor, the guy who had fathered 96 kids. Yep, with he's the, met 25 of them so far. And we talked about how that's a little weird because he had said, well, I'm doing this, uh, started doing this to pay off a $100 court, court fee or something. Mm-hmm. And we said, well, you could have given blood yeah, and you could have acquired the money. We think there's maybe something else at play here. Probably not productive for your own mental health to have 96 kids running around that you're not able to engage with on the regular, et cetera. Uh, somebody did call with an interesting perspective on that. So I was listening to the show about, and you guys talked about the guy who donated to the, uh, donated to the bank and now has, <laughs> I think you guys said 96 kids. Um, there's a little, there's also uh, an element of that, that you guys did not bring up, which was what if I'll just use the names Jack and Jill. Uh, what if Jack and Jill, they, you know, grow up in separate homes and then they, you know, maybe they meet online and stuff and they uh, through a dating website or maybe they meet somehow. I mean, and they don't know that they're half brother or half sister. I mean, that just opens up a huge can of worms um, <laughs> if you have that many kids out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Um, and, yeah, I think donating to a blood bank would be better. <laughs> Definitely better. Or um, plasma. Because uh, I don't know how a guy keeps going to the bank and donating. I mean, if he does it twice in a day, is that working a double shift? <laughs> hey <laughs> Who writes his material? Oh, that's, that's good fantastic. stuff. I mean, it is a fair point, though, that you could conceivably have two people out here who let's say they're uh, are related and what's don't the, know it what's the big app arena these days kev where all the children are meeting each other on i would say tender is it a tender or a hinge or okay let's say you're on tender and you're on hinge you could have these two people whose paths could cross possibly and of course they would have absolutely no idea i mean how does that how does that convo go hey so like you know you get to know the person your couple drinks in so now tell me about your dad well i actually never met my dad i was uh conceived from a sperm bank wow me oh my too. gosh me too <laughs> We kind of look alike. Maybe we should have a conversation with mom. 